You're listening to Love of the Links Golf Radio with your host, PGA professional Brendan Elliott and the Little Linksers crew. Alright, welcome to Love of the Links. This is, what, the 11th episode? Somewhere around 11th there. 11th episode for... You've been putting out some episodes like crazy lately. Yeah. Um, that's just out the of bug. Pure, pure laziness. <laughs> <laughs> I don't didn't want to try to have to figure out a time to schedule stuff. So fair enough. Fair enough. Knock it off. Um, you know, you and I had a conversation the other day about being in a funk the last week or so. But yes, we did. Stuff like that happens, especially in our business where it's grind, 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 and then screeching halt. Right. And then grind, 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 screeching halt. So it's being a golf instructor is not this luxurious it's not what everybody thinks it is oh you get to play golf all day unless you're butch Harmon or hank Haney or something <laughs> we are live though uh trying something for the first time we we're recording this we we chickened out and doing a live stream for this episode but i think we'll work up to that eventually yeah yeah but live from Wakaba we, we golf can't do club. a live one without our special guests well we, we yeah we, we gotta have gary Attilio <laughs> on the live ones that then see gary's a huge fan of howard stern and so am i so that's what I envision when I think that's, about radio. That's what shows. I was gonna say when you you mentioned like <laughs> filming it and doing live stuff. I was gonna yeah. say it's kind of like Howard Stern or like mm-hmm. for me it's more like watching let's say back of the Golic and Golic or yeah. something like that. Yeah. So we got we chickened out like I said for the for the live stream from our Facebook page, but we're gonna record this and see how it goes and then build out a YouTube page and eventually work into doing some live streams and. Uh, I built uh, over the weekend, I did a new logo that was more user-friendly for merchandising, and we opened up a shop. Saw that. You can get gear. We got to get our gear. Yeah, I was thinking I'll probably pick up a hat. Yeah, I'm going to grab a hat. I'm I'm a hat guy. Probably a t-shirt or something myself, and uh, maybe eventually, one day, we'll get a nice studio setting. That'd be pretty cool. Although I like this setting here. We got to work with the camera for next time. Right. I'd love to get the view of the putting green in the back. I don't know if you can quite see it with the angle we have the cool. camera now, but yeah, we can upstairs at Wakaiva. A lot of people that may be familiar with Wakaiva may not even know that this exists. This beautiful room upstairs exists. It doesn't get a lot of use, but that's where we're coming to from today. Um, so let's get to it. Love of the Links week of March fourth, big week in Orlando with the Arnold Palmer Invitational. You planning to go down at all? Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm hoping to get down at least on Thursday. Um, that's probably my my best day to get down there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of forgot that it was sneaking up on us already because of the the change in the schedule yeah. this year. Yeah. Uh, I was I was mentioning it yesterday to some parents that I was talking to. I was like, wait, isn't Ennisbrook normally first? And I was like, oh, that's right, we changed it this year. Yeah, it goes. Uh, they were down at the Honda, which we'll we'll cover that excitement from this weekend. Uh, up to here, Orlando, Bay Hill. Uh, next week is Valspar over in Innisbrook. Or is it TPC? I want to say next it's week. It's TPC. Yeah. TPC next week, then Innisbrook. Then, I think in Texas. Uh, might be the match play in Texas, I think. And then Augusta. Augusta but uh, the, the Florida swings are always exciting. Um, I'll be honest, I was talking to one of the dads yesterday of, of our student, uh, Noah's dad, Wayne. Yep. And Augusta's kind of ruined it. I guess I'm a snob because Augusta's ruined it for me to really go any other go tournaments. To any other tournament. <laughs> um, not that 
yes, it's Augusta, and yes, the same pains in the butt that you'll have in any tournament, especially with Tiger in the field. And right. It's 35 people deep, and you have to Can't jump beat on it, shoulders. But it's just the vibe you get. But Augusta is just well, – you went up with me for the drive, chip, and putt. And, um, it's Even just, just for that, totally I was in awe. Yeah. yeah. It was unbelievable. But I have a lot of respect for Bay Hill, a ton of respect for Arnold Palmer. Being, I've had the opportunity to meet him twice. And yep. I've, I've told you the story that we had a, a PGA section uh, annual meeting and awards that goes way back. And he was being inducted in the Hall of Fame. And it was held at Bay Hill. Um, and I was a new Class A, so I went with my wife and standing in the hallway of the lodge, and my back was to where he would be walking up if he was coming from his office, which he did in this scenario. And I'm talking to my wife and a couple other PGA pros, and I noticed their attention was going off of me <laughs> as I was talking, looking over my shoulder. And then I felt this big massive hand on my shoulder <laughs> and turn around and there he is and shook his hand talked to him for a little bit he's thanking me for coming to bay hill and right. all the rest of us and i'm like well, yeah you gotta be kidding me no thank you sir <laughs> so i wrote him a letter like a week later thanking him for the evening nice and a week later i got a letter back from him and it hangs in my office that's awesome in a shadow box it's cool so i love bay hill the people there are really cool uh, we've got to play out there a handful of times. Yep. Uh, let us bring some of our students out. Say, junior league. Yep, junior league. Um, they donate to our tournament or to our Little Linksters auction every year. Right. Um, so I got a great deal of respect for for everybody at Bay Hill, and it, it's a fun it's a fun track. You and I have played it. Um, it's a really cool atmosphere for the tournament. We're doing a walk tomorrow. I know you got to work, but right. I'm doing a charity walk over there. Uh, with with uh, Brenton, one of the one of the our little Linksters kiddos, and um, she's always doing week. something for for Arnold Palmer. Yeah, she's always doing some sort of fundraising for for them. Yeah, and isn't it cool that a kid her age, <coughs> uh, what is she twelve? Her getting wrapped up in this just this aura about him, and the, right. and the message that he you know he tried to get out um and she's she's just a cool kid that that does all the stuff that he kind of lived right you know and she she loves to do it she's not just doing it for the accolades she mm -hmm. loves to do it mm -hmm. and that's that's the best part yeah so yeah that's this week uh but let's recap what happened over the weekend a lot of excitement man uh, not just on the pga tour but on the champions tour uh but we'll start with the with the pga tour that was some exciting uh, finish, huh? That was an insane finish. I mean, obviously, if you don't know, Keith Mitchell won. <laughs> but um, there were some big names up there that he had to contend with. Mm -hmm. Brooks Kepka, Ricky, and then the old guy, BJ Singh, was up there for a while, too. 56 years old, had the opportunity to be the oldest winner on the PGA Tour. Uh previous what is it sam sneed 52 yep was the record i thought davis love had won the Greenbrier a couple years back but he might have been 50 or 51 right. yep and then of course the ultimate could have happened a couple years ago where stewart sink stole it from tom watson at the british Open. right but watson was what 62 i think so you know that would have been the ultimate that was like like 
it's like somebody beamed you and took you into time, like, into the past. <laughs> right. Boom. Tom Watson with a chance to win. Chance to win. But VJ was right there, and, you know, when I honestly, when I saw VJ right there with a stroke back going into Sunday, I said he would fade. And he, he came out of the gate, I think he bogeyed the second hole, but made a bird, or maybe it was the first hole, but made a birdie on uh, right. five or six, and, and he kind of stuck it out there, and... He was right there at the end, but a lot of drama at the end. Right. It was unbelievable. There, who was it that was already in the clubhouse? Uh, Kepka. Brooks Kepka was in the clubhouse at 8. Kepka was in the clubhouse at 8. Mm-hmm. Ricky joined him in the clubhouse at 8. And then Mitchell was still out on the course and had a chance to, to take it home himself. And, boy, did he really take that chance. I mean, a rookie, first win. Uh, was he a rookie? I don't know if he's a rookie. I don't but think he's a rookie. First win. But it's his first win. He's he's had I want to say about what 40, 40 starts. Forty starts. Yeah. He uh, well he stuffs it on fifteen. Fifteen over the water, just makes it over the water and sticks it nice and close, and then his shot on eighteen, the the pressure's on. He knows what everybody's in, in the clubhouse. He knows if he birdies this hole that he's taking it home, and he hits a wedge into what twenty feet. Mm-hmm. And then the, the putt was just magnificent. You, you see a lot of guys kind of, especially with that, that pressure, just getting enough speed to get it to the hole. Well, he put this putt birdie putt in the hole at perfect pace, dead center. In the typical storyline and something like that, a guy that's never won, he'd cozy it up, make his par, go into a playoff right. with Kepka and Fowler, and try one to win of those there. two guys would win it. Right. But he was like, no, sir, not today. <laughs> it was unbelievable. And how about Ricky's down the stretch? Ricky, yeah, I mean, his putt on 17. Mm-hmm. And then he got up and down out of the bunker on 18 for birdie and posted eight. It was it was definitely an exciting last, let's say, four holes for a lot, for a lot of the last few groups. You know, it, it says a lot about the depth of the tour, and, and you know, that's something that, that people talk about in the media quite a bit. Um, you've got the good crop of, I'd say the guy, every guy in the top 20 could go out there any week and win. Yep. But then you get these guys like this kid that that come out or, you know, we root, I, I root right. uh, for Sam Ryder. I mean, he's on the verge. There's a bunch of really good young guys. Uh, and, and then guys like him that we may have never heard of right. that are right there um, that, that could conceivably come up and win. Yep. And then you got a guy like VJ, who's been around for a while. Old. Yeah, Range Rat. Did you see? I don't know if you saw his it's on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook or something. His his workout routine. I did not. It's insane. You look look up VJ workout routine. Yeah, he's flipping tires, ma- big tires, and just Tractor working tires. his butt off. And then there was a spoof video that John Daly did of his workout routine. Oh man. <laughs> Which, you know, he's on the girls. treadmill. He's on the treadmill, actually, with his trainer. Uh, he's got flip-flops on. <laughs> and he's got his Diet Coke up in the cup, cup holder. <laughs> but hey, BJ putting in the work. To each their own. And speaking of speaking of the old guys, how about Mark O'Meara this weekend? Yeah, that was that was quite the weekend for Mr. O'Meara. So he, this is how he spent his previous week. Uh, he was snowmobiling, hadn't touched a club in quite a while. It's my kind of guy. Comes out there, uh, rolls off eight birdies in a row on his front nine on Thursday, on Friday, their first round. They wow. did three rounds. 
and shoot post a 66. It was a par 73 um, in Tucson. Uh, and then post another 66 on Sunday. Yeah, and on Sunday, he, he just absolutely he wasn't as good as his Friday mm-hmm. to start, but he had, what, five birdies on the front nine, I think? And it, he just ran away with it almost. Yeah, Marco Mira, um, you can think back to his place in the game. He's a World Golf Hall of Famer. He's won, uh, what, two, three majors? He won the Masters, British Open, so I think two majors. At least two, right. Um, as everyone knows, a mentor to Tiger when Tiger lived in Orlando. Um, and he, just an all-around good guy. Right. Um, I When I coached high school golf years and years ago, I was telling uh, a, a friend of mine uh, that does a radio show with, with John Cook on, on Sirius um, that I got to meet cook when his son jason was playing high school golf and we were playing against them in the regionals uh so i walked a couple holes with john cook and he's a great guy um well mark's son sean uh he also played uh during this period of time i was coaching and and i got the same chance to and these guys will never remember it but right you know walk a couple holes with them and, and chat with them and they're just really good down down to earth people and right. you, you can tell that by seeing these guys but I don't. Have you been to a Champions Tour event? I have not. It's just such a cool vibe. The way the Champions Tour uh, sets everything up, and it's a little bit more intimate than you get on the PGA Tour. Obviously, it's uh, it's designed more that way. Um, but these guys can flat out play. And I don't care if you're 56, 62. You know, some guys mid to upper 60s think right. Hal Irwin just shot his below his age or something a couple days ago. I mean, and these guys can still play, and they're playing, they're not putting them out at 6,000 yards either. Right. They're still playing 68, 6,900 yards. It's just insane. And the scores these guys shoot, I mean, mean, O'Meara had two 66s. Yeah, and and it's a par 73. So what is he, 20, I can't remember what he was, 21 under or something like that. So that's uh, 17 under. So that's pretty pretty impressive for an old guy (laughs) um lpga that was the hsbc championship uh over in singapore uh my big takeaway from that was i'm a huge michelle wee fan i follow her on instagram uh there's many reasons why i follow her (laughs) but i am a fan of her golf though too um and she does extensive rehab and conditioning and acupuncture and and all kinds of things on her hand. She had a hand injury, and she was excited to be back this week defending her championship that she won the previous year. Um, And she had to unfortunately pull out in the second round, re-aggravated the hand. Uh, I was reading something online, actually a statement she put on Instagram, uh, where it wasn't, fortunately it wasn't what she had surgery on. It was just she aggravated something something else. Right, kind of that muscle was protecting what she had surgery on. And, and, and it was more nerve pain this time, from what I understand. But <coughs> she's, she's indefinite now. No no telling what uh, what her plans going forward are going to be. But that just sucks, man, because we see it a lot on the tour. Uh, injuries that people have, whether it's Tiger right. being the most obvious one. But there's a lot of guys. Well, Fred, Freddie has a history of back was issues. It? Two years ago, Dustin Johnson slipping on the stairs. Yeah, slipping, pushed, whatever, down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's, 
you know, golf isn't a contact sport, but there's a lot of movements that the body takes right. that aren't necessarily natural, natural. movements. And exactly. I mean, especially with how, uh, let's go back to Tiger, with how violently he used to swing at the ball. Right. Right. That's that's not natural, and yeah, that's that's gonna affect different muscles and different joints, sure. and 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 sometimes it takes that for someone to figure out how they they need they specifically need to swing a club. Because here's Tiger, he had the back fused, um, and literally nobody's really come back from a situation like that. There's right. been a couple examples of guys that still play. I think was it maybe it was Goosen or somebody had. I could be way off with Sander T. Goosen, but somebody had it fused and, you know, it was never quite the same. But right. Tiger being able to figure it out, um, that's a great example from from uh, a situation where bad injury, kept trying to come back, finally went with the most extreme thing from a doctor's standpoint that they can do. Um, and then how it's a, it's a testament to how smart he is because he went away from working with coaches, right? Uh, and just him and his track man, and hitting plenty of balls and figuring out what he needs to do. And physically. also finally taking the time to get back to where he could come back. Mm-hmm. He came back early a couple times, <clears throat> and he finally said, "You know what? No, I'm gonna take the time. I'm gonna make sure that I can come back this time, and not come back for a." a match or two and have to bow out again so so let me ask you this jordan since you're you're a guy that follows a lot of sports pretty in pretty in depth um would you say a golfer professional golfer (coughs) on the tour is more injury prone than let's say an nba player um i think it's tough to compare. It's all relative. I think it's relative to the sport um, because there's there's chance for injury in anything you do. I mean, you can you can break an ankle walking down the sidewalk. Sure. Yeah. So I mean, there's there's different ways to get injured in both sports. I mean, Tiger's injury. He's had his back fuse. He had his knee injuries. He's had the Achilles. He's had it all. Mm-hmm. And then you look at basketball. Let's go with let's Paul George for example. He had his huge injury. But it's it's different. It's just different circumstances. But as an athlete, they all have their own ways that they're going to have to come back from their said injury. So, because kind of what I was going to get at, and not being as up to speed in some of the other sports as you, uh, I, I know, for example, LeBron. Yep. Love him or hate him, but the guy takes extreme measures to make sure his career goes as long as it possibly right. can go. From the way he trains, the way he sets up his... his uh, training regimen at his home right. he's on the road do you think this is what I was getting at do you think some of these athletes and other more contact type sports whether it's football or or NBA or whatever um, versus golf do you think those athletes pre- prepare more for injury or um, no not anymore I think back in the day um, yes um, but golf has changed a lot mm-hmm golf is now an athlete's sport i mean mm-hmm. and I, I think tiger really changed that but you look at those that play today jason day tiger brooks kepka they're huge they're yeah they are yeah. athletes <clears throat> definitely and so i th- i think nowadays it's it's all the same back in the day though yeah of course 
football players, the NBA players, I think they did do more preventative things to yeah. help prevent yeah. injuries. And, you know, it's interesting. I've gotten more and more into this with, with my daughter, with her being a competitive dancer. Um, and it's interesting. At her age, she'll be 14 in a couple weeks. I can't believe my kids are getting that old. But we've been taking her to a chiropractor because the more she gets into the competitive dance and she's traveling around and the more it's been taking a toll on her body. You say trains, airplanes. Yeah, and, and I'm, I kept thinking, and I think people may think this about junior, you know, kids all the time that, well, they're kids, oh, so they're be more fine. flexible right. or they're more agile or they less prone to injury. I, I think the body is designed as is without doing anything preventative to only take so much. Right. And, and I'm wondering if we don't put enough emphasis on these things in golf as coaches for the younger kids, the stretching, the nutritional, right. um, the things that you do to your body or put in your body or whatever. Uh, to, you know, golf's a lifetime sport, but is it really? When we talk in right. terms of injury? I mean, that's a good point. I think it's a lifetime sport in the fact that you, you don't have to be swinging hard. You, you can just knock it down the fairway and enjoy your day. <clears throat> um, but back to, like, stretching and stuff, I complete, like, I've recently started with the kids during classes and stuff, I explain to them why we're doing the stretches. Right. Um, because a lot of the time they just think, oh, we're just stretching to stretch. Right. No, there's we're doing these stretches to loosen up muscles that we're going to use exactly. throughout our swing so that something doesn't happen. Yeah. And I've been really trying to make them focus on that a little more recently. And it they, they definitely are catching on because I'll, instead of telling them what's going on, I ask them, why are we doing the stretch? And mm-hmm. they normally can figure it out now. And it's interesting with what I was saying before about my daughter, so we were taking her to the chiropractor to work on issues she's having post-events to get her so she stops hurting, basically. Yeah. And I said to the chiropractor, I said, you have a strength guy here. Wouldn't it be the case that if she was a, if she was to start strength training, and I'm not talking about lifting weights or power lifting or No, but like strengthening that. your core, her back. Wouldn't that be preventing the injuries in the first place? Because, again, we just think a kid that's an athlete is flexible and this and that, but maybe they're not strong enough. Right. So that's what she's been doing a little bit, getting her ass kicked every <laughs> week with the, with this guy Tyrone, who's awesome, the trainer over there at uh, Curzonbrock and Lake Mary. And we're, we're noticing that the more she strengthens the muscles around. The less she's complaining after. Yeah. Good. I mean, well, she does complain well, after getting her butt kicked. Of course, kicked, right. But the less she's complaining after her dances. And I think this is stuff that we don't necessarily, as coaches, because granted, we, you and I may not have the education and right. knowledge of that, but there's people out there that do that work specifically with kids. Right. Um, if if these kids want to continue to compete and maybe take it to another level, I think. That's just as important as putting the practice time hitting golf balls or working on your short game. And, it, and it's not just the training, it's also nutrition as well. Mm-hmm. It, because if, if they're, they're going to be dedicated to doing this training, they also need to be dedicated to their nutrition as well. Because Hydration, that's, nutrition. That's going to I can't teach them about that because <laughs> I'm no good at that. 
and I'm glad that you got the camera angle so it's not quite getting lower than like <laughs> here. <laughs> My pleasure. <laughs> so it's uh, it, it's it's something that we really need to. Uh, we're good. We're still rolling. Uh, so so the video might have to. <laughs> video will have to try again. Try again some other time. Um, I really think it's something that we need to focus on as coaches, even if we don't necessarily have that background. I'm not saying coaches need to go do a TPI and get certified, right. but reach out to people in your in your area, area that, that may that have that's it. their thing. Right. Yeah, definitely, because it should be part of the regiment uh, that that kids have when they're when they're working in any sport. Right. Um, anything else you want to talk about today, Coach? Um, well, I I do want to just kind of go into what we had going on this weekend over here at Wakaiva. Yeah. Yep. Um, Yesterday, Sunday, we do our clinic on Sunday at noon over here. We had four to five new kids, new faces yesterday, which was awesome to see. And I ended up with probably about 10 kids yesterday from for our 12 to 1 o'clock class. We worked on some putting, and it was, it was definitely nice to see some new faces and some familiar faces. And then uh, we also had our PGA Junior League off-season practice out here mm -hmm. where we also did some putting work and brought the kids out on the course. And... Not only was it busy for us, but did you did you come out here at all yesterday? Yeah, I, had to, I only had two lessons. Usually, I have a bit more than that. Did you notice weekend, how busy the course was yesterday? Oh yeah, they had done four thousand dollars by eleven o'clock. Yeah, I, I mistakenly thought it three o'clock, or excuse me, yeah, three o'clock with with Jaden that I could just sneak out. We <laughs> drove around for like. 30 minutes trying to find a spot to get out. Well, that's that's funny you say that because I now that I, I remember, we were getting ready to go off with the kids, and mm -hmm. I thought it was you and Jaden waiting on the tee, and it, was, it wasn't. You guys had snuck away. I was like, oh, we'll just go out and follow Coach Brendan and Jaden, we'll be good to go. It wasn't you. Yeah, and I don't know if you've talked to the guys here at Wakaiba, but it, 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 it seems to me that, uh, and I could be way off my observations, and not just here at this course, but several of the other courses is it's been a really good season here in central florida i think the weather's cooperated pretty much for the most part right and i think golf courses are doing really well uh it, it's funny you had mentioned that jordan that uh the activity out here on sundays i think we play a big part of that right and something that i had mentioned on the podcast last week was uh i don't think all that many golf courses really appreciate and I'm not tooting our horn, but they don't appreciate the value that junior golf and active programs have to the to the club overall. Right. Because somebody pulls up here first time being at Wakaiva and sees all this activity going on out there, um, it's it's awesome. Right. And it, it sets a good tone. And it's it's funny because just yesterday, as an example, a, a couple of our students from our twelve o'clock clinic. They came in, had some lunch with their parents, and then mm -hmm. they also, a couple of them got buckets and went out on the range after. Exactly, exactly. And then who knows? Who's going to, somebody could pop, possibly join as a member. Right. And uh, again, it, we get too many golf pros, and I'm back on my soapbox from last week, <laughs> that kind of just get set in their ways. And it's, it's understandable. I've been there, I've worked green grass for many, many years, um, and, and there is headaches of being a golf professional. Um, it's not, sometimes it could be an owner that's just not involved in, in your 
afraid as an operator to do certain things or stick your neck out there. Um, but it's a business and you should treat it as a business and it's entertainment and you should make sure that you're entertaining the people that come out right? and always be looking for new opportunities. Yep. And uh, I think we play a big part in that on Sundays. I'd like to take the Sundays and multiply it by five days a week. Right. But, but it's difficult. I was going to say, that's that's hard because, I mean, obviously, especially right now, the kids are in school. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, and they don't get out till let's say, 3, 3.30. And right now it gets dark at 6 o'clock. Right. So, I mean, we can't really take over the golf course Monday through Friday. Mm-hmm. But Saturdays and Sundays, it's been pretty busy out here with quite a few kids. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's good to see. And I'm glad you brought that up because uh, one thing I wanted to mention from uh, – from the standpoint of the lessons and stuff that we've had Excuse going on. Uh, we got a lot of stuff coming up. And um, we, we've we always struggled as an as a organization, a business, like all businesses, on how do you get your message out there? How do you uh, promote yourself? How do you market yourself? And I, I feel like we do a good job, but I don't think people really know all the things that we offer. Our tournament series, we've got tournaments coming up this Saturday at Mission Inn. The following Saturday at Red Tail, a few weeks after that at Top Golf. Uh, I mean, uh, we've got PGA Junior League off season that you pretty much run that. Yep. And then we've got a regular season coming up in May, May through August. Um, I dare say that we have one of the most active programs in Central Florida with the most time opportunity for the kids to right. practice. So in that mind, I think it's the best value out there. We've got our PGA Junior camps. We're doing a couple different kinds of camps. I'm jumping in there in the heat of the summer, <laughs> jumping out there doing some high school clinics and some girls clinics. Um, I think people should really, you know, check out LittleLinksters.com, see all the things that we offer. Um, and if you've ever thought about getting your kid in go- into golf, uh, there's a lot of opportunities out there now. Right. Like, yeah, even if it's sure. not us. Even if it's not, yeah, right. Yeah. Even if it's not with us, there's everybody's starting to make a more noticeable effort to mm-hmm. get kids involved in the game. Yep. And however that may be, if it's with us, great. If it's not, that's still great because that's all we're trying to do is grow the game. Yeah. And, and people may think that that's just us saying that. Right. If you call us up, or you email us or contact us through the website, and you live in St. Cloud, which it's just too far for you to get, to come up to us. Right. We'll still help you find something. We have a network. Yep. We know people. We'll help you find something. So we know that there's one more kid playing the game. Exactly. And you know, if all ships rise, you know, if if the if the tie, whatever that freaking saying is, <laughs> um, but if if I can help another golf pro, you know, an hour away, it's good for everybody. So yeah, that's Steph. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, I think that's all I got for this week. What about you? Yeah, I mean, I think I think we covered what we wanted to cover. Except the video. As, yeah, other than the video, video out. getting cut off. But hey, that's why we decided to. Give yeah. it a trial run. Yeah, I, I you know what? I think uh, I'll take a look at that and just cut it off where it cut off and just see how it goes. Maybe post it and right. get some get some feedback at least, knowing that it cut out. Right. Because um, I do think it's a cool thing if we can do that. Uh, check us out, Love of the Links on Instagram, Love of the Links on Facebook, 
um, email it's at love of the links at gmail.com our new store uh, it's on cafe press so it's cafepress.com backslash little linksters 2019 we got a lot of cool gear for not just love of the links but uh, little linksters as well um, so yeah check it out also we have a new store that I'm working on that's separate from the cafe press uh, just started putting it together this weekend. It's love-of-the-links. <laughs> I gotta fix that. Dot myshopify.com. Uh, you'll find it on our social media. But what we're gonna offer on there is um, I'm a dealer for Cleveland Strixon. Uh, we will have <laughs> junior clubs, Strixon golf balls, Cleveland clubs, Strixon clubs, training aids, uh, some of the gear, the little linksters gear, hat, shirts, things like that. We, we may even eventually put our uh, lesson offering, private lesson offerings on there. People can buy packages, whatever, through there. Um, and then some gear for the podcast as well. So check that out on Shopify. Uh, love of the links on Shopify. Anything cool. else you want to throw out there? I uh, just want to thank everybody for listening this week. Uh, make sure you share our, our podcast for us. Get it out there. And we will see you next time. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening to Love the Links. Check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Love the Links or email us at lovelinks at gmail.com.